0: trouble. It's going to get there. He turned
2: 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in, in the end zone? It is for the win! So welcome to episode 20 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lowe. This is Todd Widener. We are recording this on Sunday. Since there is no Packer game today, uh, shout out to Dwight at DDGCustoms.com and Andy at graphics.net. Shout out to our over 400 Twitter followers, I don't have it up in front of me, but we are over that, and we thank everyone for the amount of listens we got. We're about to push over 1,000 very soon, so thank you to that, and good morning. Is it afternoon? It's still morning. Yeah. Good morning. Oh, it's afternoon for you. Well, good afternoon, afternoon,
0: Todd. Yeah, you finally remembered the sponsors on your own.
2: Yeah, good for me. Yay. Big, um, we will also have big, Peter on two zero. What's that?
0: Big two zero
2: episode. Yeah. it's exciting. We will have Peter on, Peter Jones. From pro football history, he will be on later. He will pop in, and I don't know, maybe yeah. thirty minutes or so, and we will let him in, kind of like a real radio show. Yeah, yeah, it's,
0: it's going to be interesting. That guy is, if you, if anyone listened to episode nineteen, where where he was talking about the Niners and the history and stuff, my gosh, that was <laughs> impressive. That guy's impressive.
2: Absolutely. I sent him a uh, message on Twitter, like the Packers got two picks tim <laughs> harris and they traded one back for homegrown like who knows this stuff right. so that's awesome
0: yeah when i heard the thing on homegrown i was like i didn't even know they could did that and the right. NFL. like draft picks for coaches and uh, who knew i didn't i i would yeah i would have never remembered that but yeah he, he, he will be coming in and i'm sure he's locked and loaded for for this episode I mean, so I told not him. not a lot to say about the Jags, but he probably does, right? He'll I, have tons of history on I the guess. four games they played. He's probably got something up his sleeve.
2: It should be great. I look forward to having him on. And I think, you know, we're going to give him an average cheese t shirt, but yeah. maybe we should like have it put on there like less than average for us, <laughs> you yeah. know, more than yeah, average right. for him.
1: Yeah. That's I'll pretty him...
0: contradictory to have such an expert on an average show.
2: Yeah. It kind of balances this out. So let's try to be um, more than average today. Right. Well, yeah, we have to kind of
0: like up our game here, especially when he's coming on. So
2: week nine, which is actually the eighth week for Packer games because they had their early bye. You want to start? Packers are six and two. Didn't we both have them at six and two at this point? I thought you had them with three losses early. So I would think Mm -hmm. they would be five and three, I think. I had them I think I
0: had the, them winning out. Uh, yeah, I think I had them losing this game, but that, that that was obviously before all these injuries to San Francisco. My gosh.
2: Right. We both had
0: them losing this game for sure. Yeah. And then I think I have them winning out the rest of the season. Predict- I think yeah. yeah
2: it was 12 and 4 I thought you had them 12 and 4 and I had them 11 and 5 or we were like we kind of debated about the Tennessee game yeah. we weren't sure I think I don't remember what we'll we'll if only we could go back and listen to our own show right Let's see what we said in those shows maybe yeah. we'll look back
0: yeah I mean this was a solid win I, I don't think there was any doubt in anybody's mind the Packers going into this game with the amount of injuries on the San Francisco side 34-17 probably should have been and could have been a little bit Even worse than that, but
2: it looked like a preseason game at the end of the game, to be honest. Guys like Randy Ramsey are getting snaps, you know, Henry Black was in there. Like there are a lot of guys that, you know, they were they finally like kicked it down. Yeah. Maybe a little late.
0: I almost had this feeling of like I was like I was almost feeling sorry for him. And like I was like I had to catch myself and like, it's the Niners. Like I, I hate in order, I hate the Bears. The Vikings, the Niners.
1: Right. So
0: like, fuck I was the like, Niners, to, yeah. like, slap myself upside the head. <laughs> like, don't feel yeah. stupid. I guess the only reason would be I actually like Shanahan. I really do. I, I think he's, you know, and he, seeing him out there on the field and stuff and trying to, you know, keep things um, going in such a tough position to be in with all those injuries. I mean, it, it, it's got to be hard on a coach. I really think he's, he's a solid dude.
2: So. Yeah, and he's a great play caller too. Like he gets Thank the most out of what he has. But I mean, he had nothing in this game,
0: really. Yeah. And it wasn't if it wasn't for him and his dad, we might not have Lafleur right now, right? True. So let's get on to the highlights. Well, another MVP-style performance by, by Rogers and and Devontae. I mean, you know, we keep—it's almost like a repetitive thing. Every week, we're talking about the two of them. But right now, as far as like dominant quarterback receiver top combinations in in the league, they are not only—they're at a different level. You could take the top five quarterback receiver combinations in the league; none of them compare to what these guys are doing out there on the field. It's almost silly. They are not—they are unstoppable at this point.
2: Why wouldn't, I, I said it last week or the week before, why wouldn't you just triple-team Devontae Adams or double-team him at, until someone else shows up and then go, you know, and then figure yeah. it out. But, yeah, Devontae Adams, he can't be stopped. He yeah. simply can't.
0: And I'll say it right now, right, for this year, he's clearly having the type of season where he, he, he right now is
2: the best receiver
0: in the NFL, in my, my opinion.
2: 100%. I'm 100% agree with that. It's not close because yeah. yeah, he missed those games and his stats are on par yeah. with the top receivers, even though he missed games or leading in some of them. I mean, right. how many games did he miss two, two? Yeah. He's awesome. He's, he's, and stuff. the Packers are awesome. And, and Rogers, I don't know what his stats are exactly. I was trying to look them up to see, you know, cause it's mid season for him. Right. So it would be pretty easy to extrapolate numbers yeah. right now. And I, okay. So I'm looking at him now. Because I'm looking at team stats, and I know that Boyle hasn't thrown any passes. All he's done is kneel down. Well, he's thrown some. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? That's like negative stats.
2: Negative 14 yards rushing. Gonna, gonna... Yeah. I think they just need to bring him oh, yeah. in every game for that. Even cool. if the Packers are winning by two and it's kneel down plays, Boyle should just start running backwards like three yards so he can <laughs> s- set the record. But Rodgers right now has over 2,000 yards passing. So if you extrapolate that out, he's going to have like 43 yards. 4,300 yards passing. He's got four, 24 touchdowns. Wow. two picks. So yeah, 48 that, that's touchdowns. That's to be on
0: pace for easy over 40.
2: Right. I mean, right. I mean, he's not going to have – he's not going to double his season, likely. I mean, or maybe he know. is. We're I known. mean, I don't know. But, yeah, 48 touchdowns is what he's you know projected but, if you go off of half a year's stats. And I mean, four the, rest picks.
0: The, the rest of the schedule, second half of the schedule, is the easier part of the schedule. Right. right. So it's possible that he's – right now in the MVP talks, and I'm not trying to be biased, but I I think he's clearly out front. You could even make the case for Devante as an MVP.
1: You
2: absolutely could. I mean, (laughs) his numbers are bananas too. So, right, he could definitely be in the – it could be one too. Now, Russell Wilson gets a – he gets so much love from the media, and that's fine. He's a great player, right? But he hasn't had the season that Rodgers has had at all
0: I wonder if uh the last receiver to ever win a MVP we, we should ask Peter that he'll know it like
2: right. he probably would I could look it up but he probably knows it so let's just leave it for Peter yeah. and I'll ask him well well so one
0: more highlight um that I wanted to mention was just uh having Aaron Jones back you could clearly see you know we had how many how many games out was he he was two out right I believe so yeah and I mean not taking anything away from from Williams but you could just see how different he is in his running style and what he can do as a running back in comparison to, uh, to Williams. I mean, just his vision and the way he can cut through the hole and find ways and spin. and I mean, he was doing it all. He didn't statistically not – I'm sure they kind of limited his snaps. You could clearly see in this game how important he is.
2: Yeah, I think I texted it to you during the game he just seems to get real skinny in the hole and is able to get through a much smaller hole than most guys can. And he gets through there. How do I say this? He gets through there looking for more, you know, whereas I think uh, Jamal Williams can find the hole. I think Jamal Williams is coming through the hole and he's going to hit the next guy. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to make a a move and be shifty after he gets through the hole. He's going to kind of, he's a 15 yard run guy. Do you know what I mean yeah. he's not going to get that eighty yard run most of the time because he's yeah. not going to be able to make that cut out? You know, after the hole. But I agree, having Jones back is a—he's a different player. The
0: combination of them though is so nice, and it changes the pace of the of the of the game. Keeps the defenses guessing and stuff. And yeah, hundred
2: percent. I totally agree. To That's all we have for highlights. We uh, let's get on to the injury part of it because there are some significant ones
0: from this game. I, I guess the biggest one would be a uh, Jair. Which I don't know what he went out early, right? I mean, yes.
2: he hit that run, the running that. back uh, McKinnon. Oh really. and then took himself out of the game.
0: Yeah, because he wasn't like down and they came out to look at him. He must have just that's probably why I missed it. thought it was just like a, a change of personnel or something.
2: right. and concussions you never know with concussions. like you just don't oh, know. Man. It could be a week and nothing. Or it could be a really long period well, of time.
0: Yeah, the NFL re- recently has really clamped down on these protocols, so you have to pass there. Yeah, he's got to he's got to check those boxes in order to come back, and hope, hopefully he's all right. I didn't, I didn't. Again, I didn't see the actual. Colli- was it like a collision helmet to helmet or?
2: Yes. Really? Hmm. I don't know if it's. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at the tape, <laughs> but I thought for sure it was helmet to helmet. Yeah. yeah. And then Wagner, I guess, left in the second half. That I didn't see either. Yeah, he left in like the third quarter or something. And I don't, I don't know the extent of of Wagner's injury. If I could only look these things up, you know, would be good. But I don't know what happened. He 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 had a knee injury going into this game, right? And he was I think questionable or something going into this game. So I don't know if he dinged it. Yeah, no, I mean, he, it, it's it 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 is the knee. So hopefully it's not too serious because who knows what's going on with Bakhtiari? Like you hear nothing. I don't hear mm-hmm. anything on sports talk radio. I don't see much on the internet. Like they're just real hush hush about it. You know, that was I, about don't, his- I don't get it. I don't, I mean, something is going on there. Yeah. I, I mean, they, we'll talk about the Jags later, but they play the Jags and maybe, maybe it's just best. He sits out another game. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what Wagner can do. Oh, know, yeah. if, if Wagner can't play, then you're changing things around big time. I mean, then you didn't do what they did at the end of this game. You had Jenkins at left tackle and Turner at right tackle. And I don't have a problem with that. But long term, you'd like to see Bakhtiari and Wagner, at least for death, Yeah, they could Wagner. still piece it together
0: for the Jags if both Wagner and Bakhtiari are out. I think they could still piece it together and get the job done. But it's, it, it gets super thin after that. <laughs>
2: Right. And you're relying oh. on young guys. Really young guys.
0: Yeah. What was that one kid that, that came in?
2: They had a bunch of guys get snaps in this game. Oh, the rookie from uh from Michigan. Runyon. Runyon, thank you. Oh, I cussed. <laughs> Runyon. came in. I can't remember. They they were show- I was looking at the stats. I was like, who the heck are these guys that yeah. are playing for the Packers? Like they, they, they got a ton of snaps in this game. Guys who'd never Never heard of.
0: Who knows with the with the way the score was? Maybe they were like, "Hey, we got to get these guys ready for next week for the jet." Yeah. you know what I mean.
2: So no, hundred percent agree. Ben Braden played in snaps. Whoever that yeah. is, Yash Neiman played in this game. Is it, like I said, it was like a preseason game at the end. It was just dudes. Runyon got thirty-one snaps in this game because probably you know because of all the moving that had to be done. Like Lucas yeah, Patrick put played. Guys, put those guys
0: in, you throw Boyle out there. I guess we'll talk about that later. but
2: Right, right. We yeah, Let's talk about that later. Um, Dexter Williams also went out with a knee injury in this game. If Dylan and Jamal Williams are back for the Jaguars, then, I mean, this isn't really that significant, right? I mean, they made it through this game. Williams was supposed to take snaps away from Jones, and I really don't want to see Irvin get a ton of, you know, rushing carries like oh, that. Yeah. Rushing carries. That's redundant bunch of carries <laughs> in any game. You know, and like I just don't think he yeah. he's too small. I'm afraid he's gonna get hurt, broken yeah. in half. Yeah, I know. So okay, Dexter Williams is out. Meh.
0: I, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but I will. So but he
2: sucks Dexter Dexter Williams. Yeah.
0: He does. I mean the first couple of carries, I mean he just looks he's just kinda... a guy
2: running into the line. Yeah. Right? Yep. Nothing nifty about him. Nothing. He's like a very, very, very poor version of Jamal Williams. Extremely, yeah, yeah. I mean, the same type body, like, he's same awful, type he's runner. He's awful. Yeah, he so can
0: go. What else do we have?
2: Um, let's review the offense.
0: All, well, offensive line was great again. One, they gave up one sack. I didn't even, I don't even know if I saw the sack.
2: Yep, they gave up one sack. Um, it was a pretty big, not a big sack, but like eleven, twelve yard loss or something like that. To yeah. so a guy I'd never heard of, Willis or something like Jordan Willis. Well, the, he had one tackle in this game, one tackle for a loss. It was a quarterback sack.
0: They got a stud linebacker. What was that dude? That dude was all over the place.
2: Yeah, Fred Warner. Holy smokes where, is he Where good. is he from? I was just – I was looking that up because I saw that. I, I saw something of where um, – he's at a BYU. I, I literally never heard of this man before. Wow. He was really good in this game. Yeah, he's. He's played... like a Kendricks. He's although I think a... Kendrick's better, but yeah, and more seasoned experience, you know. But
0: yeah, they're those two guys are. Whew. Imagine if we had one of those
2: guys on yeah, our, like, our, our like Warner. Yeah, oh, man. I saw that. Um, I saw on Twitter that Rogers was like after the game talking to Fred Warner, like, "Dude, you're one of the yeah. best <laughs> linebackers in the game." That's what he was saying to him. True. While you're at it. (laughs) Exactly. I hope that's what he was doing.
0: That past the trade deadline.
2: Well, right. They wouldn't trade him. What are you thinking next year? How many years he Is Is he a rookie? No, this is his third year. So maybe he's got it
0: in his ear about his rookie contract. Uh, Uh, Let's talk about that. let's Let's talk after the
2: season. He's got 74 combined tackles in eight games, nine games, in nine games. So he's averaging eight tackles per game.
0: God, that'd be great to have a guy like that right now. Jeez.
2: Yes, and I don't know what his rookie contract looks like. I am not looking up all kinds of stuff on Fred right. Warner, but he's in his third year, so maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. Get rid of Kersey. Awesome. See if we can sign Fred Warner. But
0: like, just like in a lot of the other uh, games this year, the offense uh, started out really fast and just like super efficient, on point and just march right down the field, which I thought they were going to do anyway, just because of, you know, the the lack of uh, talent on, on the 49 er side of the ball.
2: Yeah, I didn't even change the first two bullet points from last week. <laughs> offense gives up one sack, offense started fast of pass again. Those are the same ones from last week. Yeah. So it's consistent, right? The Packers are an offensive juggernaut. They just keep scoring points. And, yeah. yes, this wasn't the San Francisco team we're used to seeing. But it also felt like they throttled down. It was twenty eight three at halftime. Yeah. I mean, so they scored thirty four points, but it was twenty eight three at halftime. They could have scored more in the second half too. Yeah. And what
0: else did you have on there?
2: Well, I just had that the the running back combined stats. So I mean, individually, Jones and Irvin didn't have great stats, you know, on their own. Right but when you put them all together as one running back room they had a nice game
0: and they protect the ball too you don't you it's rare you see that group fumble
2: and when you combine that with Rodgers not throwing picks like that's Huge. that's a key for success right yeah so they had a pretty nice game irvin had uh i mean I we'll talk about this later in the negative he didn't they didn't have great rushing yards per carry statistics but if you when you combine it 23 carries for 83 yards from Irvin and Jones. Not horrible, not great. Nine catches for 69 yards. Again, when you put those together as a group, it's a decent day.
0: I needed Jones in the end zone. I had him on my fantasy. Did you play him this week? Yeah, I did. I mean, I I was watching it close, you know. Right up to the game time. I mean, he got me like, I don't know, 10 or 12 points or something like that.
2: Really? And he really didn't do much. I mean, as far as he didn't score or anything. Yeah. He better probably than zero. about 10.
0: Better than zero. I'll take it.
2: Absolutely. And the Packers' defense, unrelated to what we're talking Well, related because it's Packers. But the defense, if they would have kept the 49ers out of the end zone, I would have scored a lot more points the Packers' defense this week. Right. The garbage right. time tease just killed me.
0: Because they had a pick and a, and a fumble.
2: Right, and, they, a sack, they and a bunch of, and a couple sacks.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think they ended up with like six fantasy, depending on your, how you're. Is that team. what
2: it was? Yeah. It could have been a lot closer to ten. I need every point I get that yeah. I need because I'm playing Marcy this weekend. I'm gonna eat a lot of shit if I don't beat her.
0: What was bad about, it, I guess, we're, in the offense? Um, I guess we we were both talking about this um, during the game. It was like, why was Jones in? That late in the in the fourth quarter when they're up by, God knows what they were up by at that point. But
2: right, it doesn't matter. The game is out of reach.
0: Right, it doesn't matter. I don't know. What on that note? Why was Rogers in? Same thing. Same principle. Get him out of there. I mean, I would have said Devante as well.
2: Let all these young guys. And again, no one is you know no one's indispensable, right? I mean, like, well, there are guys who I feel like you have to get out of there at some point. And let's play Derek, you know Shepherd. Let's get Taylor reps. Let's get guys that aren't going to play big snaps in big games. Get them reps. Yeah. When you're, yeah, I mean, teams all they out.
0: had to do was, I mean, I can kind of see because Williams was hurt at that point that they were just super thin. But I mean, there is Urban is in there. I mean, he did get a couple snaps. Like
2: throw him back out there. Right. Let love it. Just finish Eric. this game. Anybody. You know? Yeah. Kneel well, down every play. I don't know. I know granted the defense did get, we're not talking about the defense deal, but let's, we'll talk about the defense in a minute. Everybody has snaps on the defense, but they could have done the same thing on offense. Like those Rogers and Jones don't belong in a game late when you're blowing no, teams out. No, you yeah, I thought, I thought they could have made
0: a better call there. And then, um, speaking of calls, like, what was it where they were? What quarter was it where they were like on the one and a half yard line and they kicked a field goal? Right. Go for it. Right. Right? I mean, put this game
2: away. Right. You score another touchdown and it's, it's already out of reach anyway, but right. Why not? It's right. not like you're going to get huge momentum like the Niners Number and be like, four. whoa, we're going to stop you. And now we're going to go score and this game's back yeah. on. No. That guy mulling sucks. You
0: get him back there all nervous in his own end zone.
2: Right, and they had a backup left tackle. Like, you you, you got plenty of reasons why you can just go for it there. Like, why bother kicking a field goal?
0: I mean, Lafleur. not to criticize Lafleur, but, I mean, he's gone for it a lot on fourth down this year in different game situations and different parts of the field. And I'm like, you're on the one and a half. Like, blow this game out of the water.
2: Right, and that seems like an easy situation to go for. It's not close. Go ahead and do it. Anyway
0: yeah we're kind of picking at', them, but whatever that's what, what we did uh you had on there like uh, not much tight end production. that's true. I mean, Lewis did have that touchdown, which that was a crazy design play. I mean he was beyond oh there was nobody on that side of the field
2: it's barely yeah, there was barely anyone on the screen when they showed to the old man I mean just standing
0: there by himself, but I want to say like he was almost standing there like
2: a, he was just back and he was like back he was waiting. Way. I'm not even running
0: anymore. I'm just waiting.
2: But they had three catches. Right, yeah. The three guys, the big yeah. three, Tanya Sternberger and Lewis, only had three catches in this game.
0: It makes you wonder. What, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe Warner was covering them or something.
2: I don't know. Is it game plan? You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, when you're not stopping Adams, you just keep throwing the ball to Adams. Right. And I, I know well, we're talking about the bad. And we're not talking about Adams. But that fourth down play was just – that okay. is Adams – and Rodgers being so on the same page. Oh, like yeah. Fourth and one through that yeah. like le- that two-yard out or whatever to Adams. Again, it's a pass where I don't think Adams knew the ball was there until yeah. it hit him in the hands. It was it,
0: perfect. It, was that the one that – what was the one where, like, it drilled him in the chest and he, like, pinned it with one arm, like, falling back? Was that mm-hmm. this game or the game before?
2: It wasn't It wasn't the play I'm talking about, at least. Yeah. It, he was – it hit him almost in the face mask. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it, oh,
0: yeah, and he just, like, reached –
2: yeah, and the dude was mugging him on that play. That's my new word.
0: Yeah, he's they they are really, really tough to, to interrupt those two on the football field. They are just um, playing at a different level.
2: Yeah, sorry. I got us off of what we we're talking about, but, God, that was crazy. Yeah. And Rodgers even hit the look on his face, too. He's like, Bleh. you yeah. know what I mean? It was awesome. It really is. They do look like they're enjoying playing this year. The other thing, that the, one of the negatives I saw in this game, and again, they scored 34 points, so we have to nitpick just to find negatives. But the, the yards per carry against a pretty beat-up defense was pretty low. When yeah. you combine it, and not the Tim Boyle one rush for negative one yards. I'm not talking about that. But he looked – let's take Rodgers' one, one rush that he had in this game out. Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 58 yards. That's less than four yards per carry. Tyler Irvin, eight carries, 24 yards. That's three yards per carry. Malik Taylor had a one rush for nine. Dexter Williams, two carries for eight yards. John Lovett, three carries for six yards. Like the the average is pretty poor. They rushed 31 times for 111 yards. That's three point something, you know, per carry. Not
0: great. No. No fumbles. So there is that. At least they protected it.
2: I had to come yeah. up with something. It was tough to come up with negatives. You know, last couple, like against Tampa Bay, it was tough to come up with positives. Yeah. It's the Vikings too, so sometimes we got to nitpick the negative. Let's move on to the defense. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll do the good first, I guess. The Smiths, you know, we've been harping on them the last couple episodes, but they, they finally came alive, mostly Preston Smith. They started showing some glimpses of their what they did last
2: year, right? I think that's what everyone's been waiting on. Some. Because they only combined – they both had two tackles again. Right. Yeah. I mean, they did have the big play, right? Smith had the big rush again against that backup left tackle where they threw the pick, right, where Green came down with that quacking of a duck pick. And then Zedarius Smith beat the same guy for the fumble. Right. Again, you can only line up against the guy who's in front of you, so it's not your fault that the starter is hurt but they beat up on the backup left tackle right. on both plays. But I don't
0: know. didn't one of them cause – didn't Preston Smith cause a fumble or recover one?
2: I don't know. Zadarius Smith caused that fumble on the okay. sack. Is, um, Preston Smith caused the interception. Like his pressure caused the Mullins uh, to gotcha. green interception. Yeah. yeah. Oren Burks had a tackle for a loss in this game. So did Montrevious Adams. So there's something there. That was nice. And I had to bring this up. How did Burks have? Burks led a team with six tackles. That's I know, something that's, I think we oh, can talk about. That's what I was looking at. Yeah, and a tackle for a loss. So good for him. I mean, he got more snaps. Barnes w- was in COVID protocol. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I don't see Kamal He's Martin. on the
0: – Chris Barnes has had three tackles.
1: Oh. Well, he
2: had COVID during this game, so that's right. kind of a, like a mm, – Yeah, like whoops. We effed that all up, and Martin was out with right with the COVID protocol yeah. too. Yeah. With love, it I love it. Jesus Christ, with uh, Dylan and uh, Jamal Williams. So yeah, yeah. But Barnes, I mean, if Martin had it, Barnes probably has it, right? I mean, because they're in the same rooms together doing right. meetings. Are they six feet apart? I'm guessing they will be. I bet they will all tighten down on this stuff. Yep. Real quick. Because the NFL, not just the Packers, all of a sudden the NFL is starting to have problems. Um, the other thing that was positive about the defense, and I know he didn't have a spectacular game. He, uh, Rashawn Gary had two tackles in his game. But he had a really nice couple of plays. The one that sticks out in my mind, well, of course there was the fourth down play where he made the play and stopped the run when it was fourth and one. Gary had that really nice play on fourth down. He also had... A real, he was rushing the passer and forced the fourth down. He was rushing the passer and then tackled the uh, James on a wide receiver screen downfield, which was a pretty big play. Yeah. So that yeah. was pretty big.
0: Yeah. Again, though, like with Gary, I mean, I'm not going to mm-hmm. agree that, yes, he, he, he's showing flashes, but his consistency of playing well and putting together a, a full game, it's just, it still isn't there. There's a lot of times where you just see him kind of like like he's by himself, like chasing after the play because he just doesn't really – it seems know like he doesn't know where
2: to go. Right. Sometimes. 100%. But, no, no, no. So while we wait for Peter's mic to come on and his video to come up, the, the bad in, the, in this game defensively, Richie James, who had zero catches, zero, <laughs> before Career-wise this.
0: career season-wise?
2: For the season. Okay. Yeah, Richie James. Either way, it's still pretty bad. Right. Nine catches for 184 yards. His career, in his career, I wanted to say he has like 33 catches. No. He had 24 catches in his career up up until this point. (laughs) So, yeah. He was great in this game, but you shouldn't let Richie James, whoever the hell that is, go off on you. This was a bad team that we played. A beat-up team. That we played. Yeah. In Really? In that, like, Fred Warner had what, 13 tackles for the 49ers? We had no one that stood out in this game.
0: Yeah, there should have been something. Somebody should have had a big game. I mean, Green did have the pick. I right. mean, other than that, he, which I think he was, you know, the, wasn't that like a tipped? The ball was tipped and then he, he picked it or?
2: Well, Preston Smith hit yeah. his arm, so that ball was like a punt up there. I mean, anyone. Like, well, Raven any Green. Th- he, he he
0: was reading that the whole way.
2: He was. He was coming forward on that play. He made a good play on it. I'm not trying to you know, diminish it. Yeah. But, yeah, it was quacking like a duck. It looked like a pun. He could have fair caught that ball. So, all right. So we welcome Peter Jones to the show, who says he's happy to be with us, but there's no reason for him to be happy when he is a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association, <laughs> and I can't even get into my teacher's union as a teacher. So, <laughs> <laughs> to have such an esteemed guest on our show is super is just We're super happy to have him. Hopefully, he'll turn his mic on so we can hear him talk, though. Otherwise, he's just going to talk into the abyss. But we're happy to have you on, Peter. Happy afternoon, or like good afternoon to you.
1: It is. Hopefully, you can hear me, guys. Yeah, yeah we can hear we can. you perfect. Perfect now. Good, good to see you both. How are you both doing? Great. Really good. So, I thanks pre- for coming on. I appreciate it. Isn't it strange to have no game? Yeah. It is. Is weird. You're on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> How's the weather in your part of the world, Peter? You know, it's about, it's about 60 degrees. It's uh, surprisingly humid for 60 degrees in this time of the year. It's strange. Typical kind of here in the UK this time of year, it's drizzly. It's, I wish if it was going to rain, it would just all rain in one go. But we get, <laughs> we get lots of days this time of the year where it's just kind of drizzle all day and it's miserable. And it makes you feel miserable, you know? Right. Because
2: it's like 68 degrees here in Wisconsin today. It's weird. Like I think I might put my Christmas lights up later before it gets cold out because you never know. It could snow <laughs> tomorrow. Right. All right. So let's talk um, Jaguars. So we just finished, Peter, talking about the, the game. Any thoughts before we talk about Jags? Any thoughts about the San Francisco game?
1: I, I just thought it was... It- I think the whole season has kind of been strange with no fans and what have you, but, right. but Thursday night's game, I thought was just very strange. It almost felt like a pre-season game and, you know, with all the players being out and it was just strange, but, you know, the Packers did a good job. They did what they had to do. You know, people can talk about the 49ers didn't have this guy and they didn't have that guy, but the Packers were missing a number of guys and you just have to beat the opponent you're playing. And, and, and I thought they did a very professional very professional job. I thought it was as good as you could have expected, all round. Um, there was a
0: lot of talk before this game that they were going to try to postpone it, because yeah, COVID, you know. So
1: I wonder what
2: the protocol is because the Packers and Forty ers had a ton of guys out in this game. Does it have to be your quarterback? You know, when, well, when, I, mean,
1: I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think there's anything specifically, you know, because right. because the Patriots were without Cam Newton a couple of weeks back and they yeah. had to play. Yeah. I think the, pro- the problem the NFLs has got is because the Packers have had their bye week, there's no week within the season to make up that, make up that game. Whereas, you know, when they postponed er- games earlier in the season, they were able to shuffle around about, you know, about 50 matchups and be able to keep the season going. But right now they're in that situation where, you know, in a couple of weeks' time everybody will have had their bye week and there's no way to make up those games, you know then point. they're in the, then they're in a the situation of having to push the regular season back and the playoffs back and i mean i guess they've got they've got a week between or they've got the the two week span between the, the championship games and the super bowl they could use that week in between if they had to because there's no pro bowl this year either they oh, could sorry. use that they could use that week but you know they're going to get to the point soon where yeah they're running out of Ways to negotiate around it without moving the regular season back, I guess.
2: Yeah, for sure. Did you either of you guys see uh, the end of the Notre Dame Clemson game? I watched the
0: highlights, but I didn't
2: see it. The, where the the. I know, granted, it's a oh, college yeah. game where all the fans rush the field.
0: Yeah, I did see that.
2: Oh my gosh! There's, I don't know how many ga- how many kids they let into that game, but the field is covered in kids. It was like a super spreader event. Right no, there. They're I'm not, not going to let keep people into those games anymore. Notre Dame games. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Look it up, crazy. it up on ESPN or something. Oh. It's it's bananas. Well, granted, yeah. it's not going to happen on a Packer or any NFL game. I
0: don't think we'll see fans at Lambeau at all this year.
2: They have those signs. Did you see that on Twitter or anything? Yeah. They have like they're sort of like inching in that direction. But I don't, you know, who knows if that's for 2021 or if they're going to actually try to have fans in the stands. I mean, really – if you go to the cold weather game, you're probably wearing a mask anyway, because it's a cold weather, like, you know, face mask. So,
0: they put masks on Curly Lambo statue outside. The game. They did. You don't
2: want him getting COVID either, even <laughs> in the grave.
0: I think it's more like sending a message to the fans, like, wear a fucking mask. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let's talk you wanna talk about the history first before we get into the game itself, Peter?
1: There's not a whole lot of history between the Packers and the Jags. It goes back to ninety five when the Jags came in the league and six games between the Packers and the Jags and the Packers are four and two in those games, um one and one at Lambeau. And we've had a quick look at those games. It's really odd. I can remember the last game that they played the Jags, which was down their opening game of twenty sixteen. And the Packers won that game by about I think five Five points or so. I remember that game, but I struggled to remember all of the other games, and that, and that's odd. You know, normally you can remember, even if it wasn't a big game, you can remember a big play or something that happened. But I really struggled to remember all of those other games. And it, uh, I think one thing that surprised me was there's 18, at least 18 players that have played for both teams, oh. and that, and that that really that re- really shocked me. But I guess when you look at the early days of the Jags, so I forgot. So Mark Brunel is the obvious one that comes to probably right. first name that comes to mind. But then there's guys like Desmond Howard, oh. who, play, who was with the Jags before the Packers picked. So between playing for the Redskins and the Packers, he spent the year with the Jags. Huh. Things like that. Um, Andre Risen. So it was the Jags that waived him in 96 for the Packers to pick him up, you know, wow. late in, or midway through that season. So guys like that, you know, guys like Bryce Potts. Ended his career at the Jags. John Jerkovic, I don't remember him playing for the Jags. No. You know, he'll always be number 64 for the Packers, but ended his career. There's lots, lots of guys like that, that just, until I looked, I didn't, didn't realise. Even Devon House, between his two spells with the Packers, played Mm -hmm. for the Jags. Mm -hmm. There's lots of guys that spend kind of of one or two years. Didn't House come back? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, he came back.
1: And then, of course, there's a couple of guys on the roster today. Mercedes Lewis being the the obvious one spent oh, right. spent a dozen years with the Jags you know first round first round pick of the Jags and Tyler Irvin was with the Jags and they they waived him last year and the Packers picked him up two days later and
2: didn't we get Lazard off of, of the Jaguars yeah. Oh, yeah. practice
1: squad yeah so there's three guys on the Packers roster today say Louis Irvin and, and Lazard who were previously Jags wow so so you said that. Uh, Irvin played for, or was
2: drafted by the Texans. Did Irvin play for any other team? We're gonna play this no. year? No, <laughs> I don't think.
1: So. I don't think it's not every week. It was one of his, one of his former teams. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, absolutely drafted by the Texans and played for the Jags. And it's, it's odd, isn't it, when you've got a franchise like the Jags who are badly struggling and have been struggling for a number of years, and they're letting guys like Tyler Irvin go and not re-signing Mercedes Lewis and Right. Oh, and, Adam, and having uh, Lazard
2: on your practice squad when you have no
1: wide receiver room yeah. to speak of. It says a lot about, I guess, their their ability to either recognize talent in players or, or develop them. You know, I think we've kind of said this before. Sometimes it's horses for courses, isn't it? Players just need the opportunity. Tyler Irving's got and Lazard's got. And I guess the other one that immediately comes to mind is playing for both teams because he's the leading tackler, can you believe, on the Jags this year is Josh Jones. really can you you believe that Um. no i can't at all
2: the one thing i said about josh jones which i've said about amos and raven green is josh jones needs to be near the line of scrimmage if he's playing near the line of scrimmage then they're playing him what i think is correctly he can't he can't play in space he doesn't get pass coverage very well but he's i mean i bet if you looked up his measurables He's very similar to Raven Green in body body size and and in body composition. He was a big dude.
1: Yeah. I think the Packers played him incorrectly. Probably so. And he he had that one game, didn't he, really, for the Packers against Cincinnati when he kind of had – he had a couple of sacks and a whole bunch of tackles and and that was kind of his Packers career in one game, really. Yeah.
0: I really liked Jones. I don't know. There was like something weird – I don't know what it was like, but maybe it was something between him and the coaching staff or something. Something wasn't – because they were always just really critical of him and stuff.
1: And that definitely happens, doesn't it? Again, you know, some guys, for whatever reason, whether it's a personality clash, what, whatever it might be, just seem to be better when they go to another team. Yeah, because he was a second-round pick, wasn't he? Or yeah. third? Yeah, second. Yeah. second.
2: But, I, I mean, I wish him well because I really did think the Packers were – he was missed – Positioned, He wasn't put in the right spots to make plays. So it wouldn't surprise me if he made plays down the road. So let's get on to the, this year's, this week's game, you know?
1: yeah. What's one key, you think, for this game? I think the providing the Packers don't, uh, and this is a key for, for lots of games, obviously, but I think providing the Packers don't turn the ball over, the Packers are such a, on paper at least, such a superior team to, to the Jags. You almost... You feel like the only way the Packers lose this game is if they beat themselves. You know, the Jags are one and six. And when we played the Vikings, they were one and five. You know, the Vikings have some solid players. You know, Dalvin Cook's a good football player, a damn good football player. But you look at the Jags and they don't have that kind of player. I mean, there's, there's one or two, Laviska Chenault, the wide receiver. There was a guy that could have been a Packer if he'd been around when the Packers picked in the second round last right. year.
0: But, he was on our list.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, so they've got one or two, but you just look at you look at it on paper and you think, unless the Packers beat themselves, it just doesn't seem any way that, that Green Bay won't win relatively comfortably.
0: Yeah, I think they just gotta treat this like a business meeting. Just go in there and get the job done and come out of there without injuries. And and in the same breath, not to look past this game either. I mean, get yourself prepared, have a good game plan and, and execute, I think, and just get this put this game away early get out of there without without too many injuries we're starting the second half of the season so i I think they win this game i I don't see how they could screw this up
2: (laughs) yeah i my my key was actually what both what what you said i was they need to get out of this game healthy yeah that that's the only key right because you look at the guys on this roster yeah it's i don't get it like they have very little talent i'm sorry like i hate to say that about an nfl team but Gardner Minshew, who, he's okay, but they're talking about
1: benching him for some other scrub, right? He's, in, so- he's, in, he's injured anyway, so he's not going to oh, play. Is he? yeah. Oh, he's not going to go? But, well, he's not going to play today, definitely. He's got a, he's got a fractured thumb. Okay. So, uh, on his throwing hand?
0: Is it on his throwing hand?
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So the, the rookie, uh, Jake Luton, the guy they drafted in the sixth round this year, is going to start today. You know, when Minshew's going to be back, I don't I don't know whether he will be back for next for next Sunday, but he's not playing today. Might
2: take a peek at
0: the Jags game today.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, just to see how bad they are. <laughs> 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 Me too, just to watch it. But you know, again, there's just not much there. There's not a whole lot of talent on this roster on the offense, and that's where we were. That's where we worry, right? I felt like we throttled down for the Viking game. I know I said that previously. I really feel like we kind of took that game lightly. So, right, to go with what you said, we have to go in there like it's business and just go in there and smash these fools in the mouth and get out and be healthy at the end of the day. And if we can do that, I think it's a win, too. I would love to know what the uh, – why they got rid of Leonard Fournette. Like, what was going on there? I mean, that feels like that Josh Jones thing that we were talking about before. Like, why let go of your best player? It, it's, a, it's, a,
1: it's a strange thing, isn't it? Because, you know, you probably looked at the Jags a year ago and their two best players were Leonard Fournette and Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And they've got rid of both of them. Turned Jalen Ramsey into into draft picks who haven't turned out. Uh, CJ Henderson and Caleb on chase on both guys taken in the first round that haven't worked out. And it's, 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 just, it's just odd. It, it kind of feels like, and, and again, you know... I, None of us, I guess, study the Jags that closely, but it feels like the problems is there as much in the front office as they are in the coaching or on the field, you know? But, yeah,
2: Todd and I have talked about this in the past. Like, we talked about when Patton was with the Browns. What was the other franchise, Todd, we were talking about? Was it the Redskins? Not the Well, the Washington footballs or whatever? <laughs> the footballs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but th- there's, a, I think there's a problem. That's what I was going to say. I think the problem is not in the players – it's in the front office or, right. And how do you remedy that? You know, it's, you can fire your coaches, you can fire your GMs, but you can't fire the owner. A lot of times those high level personnel guys don't get replaced as often as maybe they should. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, they turn their two best players into nothing yeah. so far. I mean, yeah. but it looks like nothing and that's an institutional problem. I mean the Browns had it for the longest time the Redskins have had it for the longest time you you just see these franchises that can't get out of their own way and it starts at the top. I think what you said Peter is 100%. I think that's it what it is in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, it does. And that's you know that's where the Packers were for a lot of the, a lot of the 80s. There were some good players on some of those some of those teams but yeah. As, an organize, as, a, as an organization, okay, they didn't have an owner, but from an, an organization from the top down, it just wasn't geared to win football games. I mean, how
0: many eight and eight seasons were there? It was like yeah. eight and eight, eight and eight.
2: Well, and you wanted to be eight and eight, right? Because you looked <laughs> uh, at the talent level, you're like, God, I hope we win eight games this year. Right. If we'd have been doing this podcast in the 80s when we were little, <laughs> it would have been horrible. We'd have been yeah. cussing the
1: whole time
2: as eight year olds. <laughs>
1: yeah. You'd, you'd have needed some spare swear jars, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd have been full. <laughs> I'd have been using
2: pennies or something, you know, for my allowance. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> not could, not could you, to
0: go um, too far off topic, but, Peter, we had a question for you. And I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but we were talking about, like, kind of who's in the lead for the MVP right now in the NFL, and we were discussing both Aaron Rodgers and making a case for Devontae Adams, actually. Do you know when – who – has it ever been? Has it ever been an MVP wide
1: receiver? I don't definitely remember it. I think if if there was one, I would have suspected it was as far back as Jerry Rice, and I would oh, yeah. I would suspect the '87 season is the place to start looking. So that's the strike. Right. It was the strike year in '87, so they lost the game. So they only played 15 games. Yeah, three and three. Must have had an MVP. And three of those games were with replacement players. So, only, so they only played 12 games that year. And I believe Jerry Rice had 21 touchdown receptions that year, which was the new wow. record in just 12 games. Okay, wow. so
2: I had to look it up while you were talking. I'm sorry I wasn't listening to you. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. But it, it is a
1: Packer. Don Hudson. It's Don Hudson. Right. So yeah. we're look- really? looking all the way wow. back to, what, I 19… I would have said Rice, too.
2: 42. 41 and 42. So yes, he was voted the MVP in both 1941 and 1942. He yeah. is the only
1: receiver to outright win the MVP. Yeah, that that doesn't 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 surprise me at all and that that 42 season that's the, that's the year when he broke all the records and Cecil Isbell broke all the passing records that year. He became the first guy to pass for 2000 yards in a season, etc cetera, etc cetera. and yeah, but Oh it's a great it's a great question. It's a it's definitely a quarterback award, isn't it? Unless right. you know, running back runs for two thousand yards or something. But
2: I would have thought Jerry Rice too because he had some just banana seasons. But then it goes back to someone has to throw him the ball. Yeah. Right. And they get it gets diminished Probably because young, of that.
0: Young must have had an MVP.
2: Probably. I don't yep. know. So yeah. I'm looking back, Jerry Rice it says in this article, if you would think it'd be Jerry Rice, one of the five greatest players <laughs> ever. But it wasn't. I don't. I, yeah. Have been,
0: you know, a couple
1: of the seasons that Moss had could have been thrown in that conversation for MVP. I mean, I think that it's probably a three-man race. It's Rogers. It's Russell Wilson. It's Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes hasn't been the almost off-the-charts Mahomes that we saw last year. I think right now it's between it's between those three guys, and I think it's as much going to end up as which of those teams has the has the best record as it is there's so little to choose between the two Packers losses and this is always going to be the case to a degree when you lose but the two Packers losses have been so dismal that they didn't help Rogers's case but you look at Rogers's numbers Mm I mean they're they're better than either of his previous MVP years through seven games of the season so yeah Russell threw four picks in that one loss he? he did I mean
2: yeah, he had more picks in that one game than Rodgers has for the entire season. So, yeah. I mean, I know that Russell Wilson, and I think Russell Wilson is a great player, but if you come down to numbers and you look at records right now, right now, if he ended it today, it's not close. Now, what you said, Peter, is 100% valid. Whatever happens down the road, if the, if the Packers lose a couple games and stumble in, against teams they shouldn't lose to, and Russell Wilson has a couple nice games with Seattle, then it, it goes in that direction. But to go back to Devontae Adams, Peter, what do you, what would, what would Peter say that Devontae Adams has to do
1: to win an MVP award this year? I don't, I don't think he can. No matter <laughs> I what? I don't think he can win it because I think the point that you you raised just a few minutes ago, that somebody has to throw him the ball. If, if Devontae Adams ends up with, say, let's say 110 catches and 15, 1,500 yards – the chances are that that means Rodgers has thrown for yeah. four, and a half, four and a half thousand, five thousand, maybe, you know, 4,800, something like that. And probably 35 touchdowns or 40 touchdowns. Right. And, I, and I think if you get a quarterback that throws for 40 touchdowns, I think he's going to beat a wide receiver every time. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that should be the case is, right, is, is, right. A, is, a, is a different and particularly on the, on the, on the Packers team, where they struggle to have anybody else as a se- as a second receiver, you know, a bit like the Sterling Sharp days of the early nineties, if you like, when Sharp was catching a hundred balls and the next guy was, I don't know, Perry, Perry Kemp with seventeen <laughs> catches or whatever right. it might be, you know. So I think I think that Adam should be in should be in the conversation. I just don't. Yeah. I guess historically, we've kind of Todd, you've kind of proved that it <laughs> that it is that it isn't going to happen, unfortunately.
0: Hey guys, I'm going to run, but uh. Peter, thank you so much for coming in and thank you. Giving us all your expertise.
1: Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Have a have a great rest of the day. All right. See you guys. Yes. Go pack. Go. Go pack. Go.